Chapter Twenty Three of Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Butros. Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil, by the Viscount of Taunay, translated by James William Wells. THE LAST INTERVIEW After the departure of Meyer, Perietta returned to sleep at night in the rear, or that part of the house reserved as the sanctuary of the family, and as he also passed the greater part of his time there, any further meetings of the two lovers seemed absolutely impossible. Besides this, his attention, no longer having the object to which it had been constantly directed during the stay of the German, commenced to return to Cyrano, to whom he confessed he had treated Meyer with unmerited opprobrium. Now, said the Miniero, my conscience really pains me for the way I treated that man. Who knows if all I thought was only an illusion of my mind? Ah, Signor Cyrano, when people begin to get suspicious, they are on the way to get fooled. Yes, sir, I am now convinced that the German was a good and sincere man. He saw the girl and found her pretty, and then uttered all that bundle of nonsense without meaning any harm by it. He who says what he thinks is he who can be trusted. Sometimes the danger comes from whence we least expect— well, after all, I do not repent very much for doing what I have done. I had reason to fear, and, accordingly, I took precautions. These and similar remarks furnished ample occasion for reflection on the part of Cyrano. From any one hour to another, he well knew that the inquisitorial views of his host might be directed to himself, and render his position untenable. Meanwhile, he sought to procure another interview with Innocencia. Great were the difficulties that lay in the way, and the only means that offered was to seek a renewal of the nocturnal meetings, and thus, during many successive nights, he passed his vigils in the orange grove, watching with steadfast eyes the window of Innocencia's room. Finally, one night, just before dawn, his patience was rewarded, for then at last he perceived at the window the figure of his well-beloved. In an instant he was with her, and eagerly grasping her hands, he exclaimed, "'At last, at last, I am with you!' "'My father may awaken,' whispered the girl, so softly that her words were hardly more audible than the murmur of the night-breeze. "'I care not!' Cyrano hoarsely replied, "'Let him discover all. I can exist like this no longer.' "'Hush!' she observed. "'Take care. If he finds us here, he will kill us both. Listen, go and wait for me close to the stream by the orange grove. In a little while I will be with Messe. The door is not fastened.' The young man made signs that he would obey, and incontinently disappeared amidst the shadows of the orange trees. At that hour the gleams of a waning moon spread a feeble light upon the land, seeming as the forerunner of another and stronger light, about to irradiate with all its splendor the yet sleeping nature, 
and inspire it with coming animation and joy. Amidst the branches of the orange trees were heard the rustle of birds about to awake, here and there a suppressed warble or chirrup, or the flutter of a wing, while afar off an early rising thrush trilled his notes, a clear and harmonious sound amidst the silence of the hour. In the east a faint crimson flush announced the first glimmer of dawn amidst the fading lights of the starry heavens. In the west, encircled by a broad and yellowish aureola, yet lingered the pale moon. Cyrano was so agitated that he was obliged to seat himself whilst awaiting the approach of Innocencia. She delayed not long. She came clad in a short-skirted dress of coarse cotton cloth, her head enveloped in a mantle of the same material, the folds of which her hands clasped to her neck. Her feet were bare, and the firm manner in which she trod the thorn and pine-strewn ground showed that they were well habituated to such rough treatment. Yet withal, in no wise had they lost any of their primitive elegance and delicacy of form. She seemed terribly frightened, and her eyes filled with tears. The youth, immediately he saw her, rushed forward to meet her. "'Innocencia!' he exclaimed, on noting a trembling gesture of fear. "'Fear nothing from me. I shall respect you as if you were a saint. Do you not, then, confide in me?' "'Yes,' she hastily replied, "'otherwise I would not have come. "'But, nevertheless, my face is burning with shame.' "'And carrying one of the hands of Cyrano to her cheeks, "'she continued, "'Feel, Cyrano, how my face is a very fire. "'Oh, why is it that Messe comes to disturb me so? "'Before this I was a happy, contented girl. "'But now, ah, if Messe cares for me no more—' "'Ah, me! I fear I shall die!' "'No, no!' the young man earnestly exclaimed. "'If on that depends your life, then indeed you will live to eternity.' "'Really?' "'I swear to you, it is easier to suddenly extinguish the light of all yonder stars than that I could cease to love thee.' "'But, Manicao,' she suggested in a voice of terror, Ah, that man, ever that cursed name! But he will be my husband. That? Never, Innocencia. It is impossible. Everything may happen except that. And if we fly? Listen, to-morrow at this hour, or even earlier, I will bring here two good animals. You shall mount one, I the other." Then we will speed onwards towards Santa Ana, and, by constantly galloping, we will soon reach Ubaraba, where we will find a padre to marry us. Let us go, do you hear? And will Messe esteem me all his life? Ay, that would I, if it lasted for ever. Say yes, for the amor de Dios. Speak, and we are saved. And my father, Cyrano... Oh, what is to be done? He would curse me. I should be a lost woman, an abandoned woman, without the blessing of a father. No, Messe is tempting me. No, I will not fly. Rather would I suffer misery all my life. But then I shall always be what my name says I am, although so sinful in doing what I do. 
Messe is a young man from the cities, and thinks nothing of deceiving such a poor girl as I. Even— Very well, interrupted Cyrano. It is then decided. You will not go with me. Let us say no more about it. I want to do nothing except such as you consider good, and if finally I decide to speak to your father— "'Heaven protect us!' she ejaculated. "'I thought at first that it might be, "'but afterwards I saw that it would only make things worse. "'Messe knows not what means the word of a miniero. "'Iron breaks, but that never. "'Manical will have to be his son-in-law.' "'Who knows, Innocencia? "'I will beg, pray, and entreat with such humility.' <laughs> "'What vain hopes! "'They will serve you nothing!' "'Then what can be done?' cried the young man in despair. "'To what saint can we appeal? "'Why is it that heaven sends us such misery?' "'And burying his face in his hands, the youth wept bitterly. "'Innocencia, on her part, laid her head on the shoulders of her lover, "'and both cried like the children they really were. "'She was the first to break the silence. "'Ah, Mudeus, if my godfather wished—' "'Your godfather?' inquired Cyrano. "'Who is he?' "'He is a man who lives away there by Parabahibas, in the region of the Jareas. "'Where? Is it far?' "'It is some distance, not very near. "'Does Messe know the Señor Padua?' "'I know him. He lives about sixty-four miles from the Rio Paranaiba.' Well, that is where my godfather lives, to the left of the fazenda of Padua, on some lands received from the government. And how is he called? Antonio Cesario. My father is indebted to him for money, and does anything he orders. If he says but the word, Manical will find himself baffled. Oh! exclaimed Cyrano excitedly. Then we are saved. Tomorrow I will mount and ride there. From here to the town is only twenty-eight miles, and to there about sixty-eight. It is merely an excursion. I arrive, I tell him all, and then follow my trail to your feet, and— But, interrupted Innocencia, do not mention me, do you hear? Say nothing about having arranged anything with me. I have nothing to do with it, do you understand? Or else everything will be lost." invent some story make out that you are rich do not let him imagine that it was i who bid you knock at his door ah me with suspicious people one has to know how to negotiate ah Eudeus, exclaimed cyrano in an ecstasy of joy we are saved there is no doubt of it i see now how everything must happen after a day or two stay with him i will disclose everything then the old man writes a letter to your father and if it does not remove manicao at once it will at least gain time i am already anxious to be mounted on my old mule and on the road two days to go two to return and two or three to stop there in more or less than a week i shall be back again bringing with me my happiness or my misery no i have faith in nossa senora de abadia she will help us and together we shall yet fulfil the promises we have made her what promises inquired innocencia with curiosity 
that we shall go on foot from here to the town and place two blessed candles on the altar of Nossa Senora. Yes, earnestly replied the girl, I swear I will, even if it were to go to the end of the world. Oh, my saint of paradise, exclaimed Cyrano, as he clasped the girl to his breast. Ah, how I love thee! Thus they remained embraced in each other's arms, while day slowly dawned in the firmament, and rays of undecided light fell upon the earth as if seeking to sound the depths of darkness. The birds softly twittered and chirruped, preparing their little throats for the matutinal concert, and the dew of night ascended in filmy clouds to the heavens, moistened the foliage of the trees, and jewelled the points of the grasses and dwarf vegetation with gems that glistened like diamonds. Far away, by the borders of some stream, the macaws screeched with harsh but sonorous cries, and the macoan sent over the solitudes the prolonged notes of his brazen throat. "'It is day,' observed Innocencia, withdrawing herself from the arms of Cyrano. "'Already!' he regretfully exclaimed. "'You, Deus, and I have yet to return to the house. I must go now.' "'Then I will depart even to-day,' said the young man. "'Yes, do. And in the coming week I will be back again. "'Very well. Take with you this certainty, that my life or my death depends on my godfather.' "'And mine also,' replied the youth, fervently kissing her hands. "'Leave me, leave me,' she implored. "'Adieu. Ah, I am so fearful. Happily no one has seen me.' Ah, listen! At this moment, and as if in response to the assertion, there sounded from the orange grove that same sharp whistle which had so startled the two lovers on the first of their meetings. Innocencia trembled so violently that she nearly fell to the ground. Mudeos, she stammered, it is an omen of warning, but who knows if it is not some human being? The whistle was followed by a kind of mocking laughter which froze the blood in the veins of the lovers. The girl, in a tremor of fright, clutched Cyrano by his arms. "'It is a soul from the other world,' she murmured as she crossed herself. The youth, however, maintained his presence of mind, and, invoking the aid of San Miguel, he made the sign of the cross in the direction of the four cardinal points." then supporting the girl in his arms he hastily crossed the orchard and left her close to the half-opened back door of the house which he thought had been blown open by the wind innocencia nearly fainted but gathering her strength she was enabled to enter the house and with a cautious but trembling hand drew the bolt inside as soon as he was thus assured of her safety, Cyrano hurried back to the orchard, and, as before, he again commenced to traverse it in every direction, seeking to discover, in the dawning light of day, whether it was some human being, or else some ghostly phantom, who thus was sporting with him. Just as he was about to pass by a densely foliaged orange-tree, he suddenly perceived amidst the boughs above him a dark ill-defined form which immediately descended and almost fell upon him amidst a shower of broken twigs and branches 
and as it struck the ground it uttered a strange unearthly cry holy cross avant thee fiend cried the young man and phantom-like a small creature passed between his legs and disappeared amid the yet dark shadows of the trees Cyrano remained still with hair on end, eyes fixed, and limbs paralyzed with fright, his dry lips stuttering an exorcism, and his legs trembling as if they were green saplings quivering in the wind. A voice some distance away recalled him to his senses. It was that of Pereira, who, with his hands forming a trumpet to his mouth, was shouting to one of his slaves— "'Fire, Jose!' he exclaimed. "'If it is some soul of the other world, or a wolf-man!' Footnote. A wolf-man, the Bishaman, is a creation of Brazilian superstition. End of footnote. The ball will not harm him, but if it is anything human, so much the better. "'Fire!' The report of a gun followed, and a ball whistling by the ears of Cyrano buried itself in the trunk of a tree close by. The young man waited not for another, and favored by the yet prevalent obscurity, he hurried away in the direction of the front of the house, and had barely entered the guest's room when Pariena appeared at the door. "'What was that?' Cyrano inquired, as with a strong effort he composed his countenance. "'I don't know,' responded the miniero. "'There was a hurly-burly of squeals and squalls at daybreak "'that sounded like a lot of hobgoblins fresh from inferno. "'The little one was in such a state of terror "'that I thought she would die of fright. "'I believe it was the soul of the collector.' Footnote. This collector of whom Pereira spoke, and whose soul is said by the Certenajos to wander about the region of Santa Ana de Paraniba, was a public employé who was prosecuted and imprisoned after being convicted of felony in the discharge of his duties. He died in prison, and, as the state sequestered all his belongings, his excellent homestead fell into abandonment and ruin." and a footnote. Prowling round the house, may it not be an omen of evil? The Senora Santa Ana protect us. Well, I slept like a lump of lead, said Cyrano unblushingly. The report of your shot awoke me. Well, you can't drop off again now, because in an instant or two the sun will be up, and give us broad daylight. End of chapter 23